Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Katrina Wynn, an award-winning, board-certified pediatric gastroenterologist, founder of a nonprofit to fight childhood obesity, and author of Live to Give, and building a keynote speaking business. Oh, my gosh. Is there nothing you don't do? Fantastic. Dr. Katrina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on your show. Ah, oh, you're so, so welcome. So can you just expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your business today and who you'd love to work with? Um, so I, I currently live in Illinois. I am a, a telemedicine physician, a pediatric GI. I'm licensed in eight states in the U.S. And um, trying to reach more patients to serve them in my field, um, also offering some, uh, you know, counseling for mental health services as well. Um, I also write books and in collaboration as well as uh, individually. And based on my books, building my keynote speaking uh, career right now to inspire people towards generosity. Um, As I mentioned, you mentioned earlier that I founded a nonprofit for childhood obesity in 2014, which is related to mental health. And it's built on the concept of giving time, talent, and treasure, which is related to generosity. Mm. So um, that's what I'm working on as well. I'm helping people who would be interested in building a nonprofit with that cause in their community. Oh, fantastic. So it sounds like you help touch so many different lives in so many different ways, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing to be doing. What what was it that prompted you to want to jump on and, and be doing all of this? Because it's it's such a transition from in your career. So I want to hear mm-hmm. about what was it that triggered you to be like, yeah, this, this is the journey. This is what I want. Well, um, my story, my backstory is um, when I was 14 months old, I escaped on my dad's fishing boat with my family from Vietnam after the fall of Saigon. So growing up as a refugee in America, just uh, really seeing how my family had to start from nothing and rebuild and my goal always as as I was growing up is um, number one, that if I became successful, I always had to think about where I started and finding ways to give back. And our talents can be limited to our career, or we can think about how to use our talents to make a difference in the world. So it's not about just making an income, right? Making an impact. Mm. So um, I found that in 2020, uh, After So I've been a physician for almost 21 years now, and I just felt like I love to write, and I journaled a lot, 
And I decided to write a memoir about my journey as a refugee and becoming a physician and forming a nonprofit. And kind of one of the things people would always say is, uh, I love to talk about giving back and I would inspire people to do it. So, um, you know, through writing and now speaking, I felt that was the best way to transition from being a doctor and inspiring people outside of an office setting. Mm. Well, let's inspire people right away to see what, what can help them in their moment. So whether someone listening is trying to think about, you know, how do I find the right medium to give back? What are my options? Or maybe it's a little bit scary. They're not sure where to start. What was it for you that you looking back now, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, here's what I should have done. Here's the kind of route that I should have taken. Or what, what was amazing about what you found on that journey? I think that um, when we talk about giving back, um, a lot of people are afraid to commit to giving back because they think it's about money, right? About being rich and that, gosh, I can't be rich until I'm like a millionaire or, you know, but it's really the most important thing is time. So if we sit here and think giving, giving time, everybody has the same amount of time every day Mm. and how we use it is what makes the greatest difference. So we can waste the same 24 hours or we can say, I can carve out several hours in a week or in a day to do something kind for someone, some organization, some cause that will have a lifelong impact. Um, so we need to shift the, the mindset of generosity. It's not about money. It's about time. And then the other thing to think about is we all have different talents, right? So we can use our talent just to make money or we can use our talent to make a difference. Mm. So um, that's what. I look back and I, I see that being able to identify that is what brought me the greatest joy in my career. And it really prevented a lot of burnout and being able to do so many things. Nice. So I think it gave your mind a, a break because all the stress as an entrepreneur is like the mind doesn't stop You're mm -hmm. solving problems, trying to maybe over deliver for clients and, and mm -hmm. people pleasing tendencies sort of come in because you it's a passion. So to have mm -hmm. so many different avenues, would you say, is that the biggest thing that you switched off from one and turned on to another one. So it did give you that, that gear shift, that change of direction, but you were still fulfilling your, your core need, which sounds like it's fulfillment to, to give. Yes, it, it is giving. Yes. And I'll give you an example. For example, um, in 2011 and 12, I was working in, in Georgia and I had this passion for making a difference in childhood obesity. But a lot of physicians there and even insurance companies would say, well, we can't pay you to take care of childhood obesity in the office setting. And they would have to figure out, like, how can we creatively be paid to do that? Mm. So I said, if something's important you and, and uh, you enjoy what you do, does it matter if you get paid to do it? And so I took that concept and I brought it to the community and had partners that would offer free services, like exercise classes. I found chefs that would teach kids how to cook. And I have dietitians who learn, teach people about nutrition. And um, I took it outside of the office. I could still do what I do as a doctor. And I still addressed a concern I had and helped people, but I didn't have to worry about whether they could be seen in the office and I, whether I got paid for it. Mm. And on top of that, I was able to meet them for one hour every Saturday and work out with them, which improved my well-being. 
you know, all those hormones and endorphins, and it was so good for the mind and the body, right? So that led to the formation of the nonprofit. And now it continues since 2014 as a nonprofit that can be replicated in any city. And so that's an example. Factor, from what you just said that, oh my gosh, there's one factor that really stood out for me. It's that sort of giving and receiving because as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, as business owners, yes, we have to make this fun actually viable. It needs to take care of ourselves and our family and the families of those that we, we bring on as our team and help those that we serve. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a level of survival, mm-hmm. revenue. It's business. Yeah. Of course it yeah. is. However, that ability to give. So the more that we can give, the more that we can receive. It's that the sort of natural flow in the universe. And Yes, yes. And I think that even for those who volunteer for uh, my nonprofit, they see it too, because they feel that joy of, you know, seeing someone who couldn't afford their services. Mm. Yet now they can provide a service for free and make an impact on that person's life. Okay. And they didn't realize it before they did it, that what kind of, you know, the joy they would receive from seeing that they made a difference. Yeah. Um, so I think as, as, as coaches, as consultants, we're all looking for that, that joy of seeing that light bulb moment or that change of behavior or the result that comes through with our clients, our students, whoever it might be. Mm-hmm. Doing this in a um, in that kind of setting, do you ever find yourself down and sort of depressed and not enjoying that side of it? Uh, I haven't. I haven't really, and I think that that's actually the area um, nonprofit work is where I find the greatest joy is uh, the fact that you know it's it's not negotiating whether you can pay for my services. It's about, can I make an impact in your life? Mm. And can I recognize that impact? And then having someone come back and say, you know, you've prevented my child from getting diabetes because of you offering to help overcome a financial barrier, a knowledge barrier, uh, a motivational barrier that was not recognized before we met. Um, So sometimes, you know, if we get, too concerned or get stuck in like, say if I worked in the hospital all the time and I was always worried about uh, how many patients I saw, how much I got paid, whether something will get covered, you get depressed because you feel like you have no control. But when you take it outside of the setting where you have more control and more giving and you can decide how much time you give and how much of an impact you have, I think that Mm -hmm. the sense of you have control uh, over the giving part. I think that makes the difference. Nice. So your journey into the world of entrepreneurship is all about, it is about control. It is about having that freedom to not be sort of shackled by the restrictions that often you had to sort of come across. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I asked that question, the leading question about, do you ever feel down or depressed or you know, when you're doing this? Because I knew you were going to say, no, absolutely not. Because it brings you back into joy. As entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get caught up in the in the hustle, in the grind yeah. of all these things. But to yeah. move that back into play, whatever it is, in any moment, it's logically it's so easy to do. It can be tough, but if you can find that play in anything we're doing, mm-hmm. things just feel easier. Mm-hmm. It's that pendulum, right? Like you do, you're doing the same thing. Like I'm still the doctor, but in this side of being the doctor. 
you know, I don't have control. I'm being told what to do, who to see, how many to see, how much time I have, how much I get paid. And on this side, I'm still the doctor, but I determine who I serve, whether I get paid, how many people I serve, and how much time I give. Mm. But it's the same role, the same talent. It's finding that balance, right? I think yeah. that's where the joy is. Yeah, find that balance and, and making the most of it. So mm -hmm. as you've as you kind of grown your business, again, we listed all the things that you're involved in, all the things that you do, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You're wearing all the hats. You're building this business right now from, okay, maybe you entered this new world of, you didn't quite realize what, what you were getting yourself into as you took this step. So what was it like for you as you, as you did start to make those, those good roads in, but realized, ah, this is the entirety of the situation. This is what I actually signed up for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, again, there's moments where we're like, is this too much? Like, do I need help? You know, can I really run everything with volunteers? Um, do I need, you know, like a partner or a secretary? Do I need more money? Like, you know, do I need to get grants? Do I need to get investors and sponsors? And mm. um, is it important to the community? Are there going to be people who really need my services? So there's always those questions that will come up. But whenever there is doubt, it just seems like if you keep going at it and you keep doing good things for people, it seems like the answers come. Mm. Um when you think outside of yourself and not all about just you and how much profit I can make and all that, um, it seems like it always works out. Um, I recently, like one of my uh, coaches for speaking had recommended that I read a book called The Go-Giver uh, by Bob Berg. And it kind of reinforced a lot of things I've been thinking, you know, for the last 10 years is if you give, you're going to end up receiving something. Maybe not in the same way you expected, but it's that giving of your knowledge, your skill, your time, whatever it is, somebody mm. will reciprocate at some point. So. Which is fantastic. Yeah. In the world of, okay, how do I get myself out there? How do I continue to work through? Because you know, obviously being a doctor and being an entrepreneur, they're two very different worlds and you're sort of bridging that gap beautifully. With the entrepreneur side of things, it's maybe it was a new level of fear and, and doubts and, and overwhelm and concern that sort of comes into play that you thought either you'd, you'd covered all those and done that, or you didn't realize existed within yourself because entrepreneurship, it can't help but give you and take on a self development journey. Right. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. Yep. And um, there's a lot more about, you know, marketing right and entrepreneurship versus being a doctor yeah um there's more entrepreneurship in being an author and a speaker mm. and a nonprofit leader but i think you know being able to communicate and having um empathy compassion being a good listener those are all skills that we had in training as a doctor and you kind of use those skills in the other things you do Mm. Uh, just in a more creative way than you thought. Yeah. But a lot of us, you know, we, we're, we're afraid to, to show those skills because we don't, we're using it in kind of an individual basis versus a bigger setting and a business kind of setting with 
more than an individual relationship. It's it's a bigger stage. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bigger stage, and you're you're more vulnerable. You're mm-hmm. more there to be seen. So, what what's the toughest things that you found as you maybe as you started to take these new steps into you know, keynote speaking being such a pivotal part of how you share your message and putting yourself out there. What is that like? And what's, what are the struggles that everyone at home will be probably thinking, yeah, yeah, I have the exact same mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, finding like whether you know, you're writing or speaking, for instance, uh, finding the right stage, the right audience mm. and um, recognizing that you have the right prestige for that stage or that audience so um, not everybody will resonate with your message as an author or as a, a speaker, but finding the right audience and the stage that will, you know, uh, be receptive of your message. Mm. So, you know, just because you're a keynote speaker doesn't mean you'll speak on every conference and every stage, but identifying where you might fit and you where you might be uh, an inspiration where people are open to being inspired by you and by your story. Uh, I think that's the challenge. Um, and also being authentic to who you are, um, you know, and recognizing that your story matters, that your story doesn't have to be like anybody else's story, but it can still serve a purpose for most people out there. Mm. Well, and how does that impact your your confidence as an entrepreneur? Because as you find your way, find the right audiences, because as you said, some you're not right for some they're not mm-hmm. right for you mm-hmm. but that's again logically we all know this stuff but emotionally as a human being it can be it can take its toll it can be tough so mm-hmm. what is it like as you continue to to find the right way of doing things um i think that i began to recognize that even though there's probably you know hundreds and thousands of people who have gone through the refugee experience of me and my family um, that each story, as even as a refugee, is different, mm. um, and that people can resonate with it. I also have met many people who've never met a single person who is a refugee, and they're fascinated by it. And but when I grew up, I grew up around other people who were refugees, like my family, and I thought, oh, I'm just another refugee story. So why does it matter? Why would I be an inspiration? But as I speak more and more, I recognize that you can be an inspiration because nobody's ever heard your story, or you can be an inspiration because they've been there and your story has a little bit tweak. I might be a refugee at 14 months. Somebody might be 14 years old. Mm. Um, They may have come from a different background with more educated parents versus my parents who didn't even learn how to read or write in their own language. Um, Maybe they met the people who supported them very early in their refugee experience versus those who didn't have help until much later. The level of success and the careers that we pursue and how we give back, I think those are things that make our story unique. And I think it's built a confidence for me to recognize that I'm not just something. I'm like, I'm not just another doctor. I'm not just another author, just not just another speaker. Right. So you're never just anything. Um, You are who you are and your story has a purpose and you're just going to identify your mission because you feel that you bring something to the world. Um, I think that has helped me a lot. Yeah. Welcome to the condition of being an entrepreneur. You just eloquently described here is why I 
I have a unique story and you have an audience which could be exactly the same as you and completely separate from you. There are two very distinct people and probably everyone in between. Mm-hmm. Yet, I know you also have times where we've joking offline before about you know what it's like <laughs> right now marketing ourselves and mm-hmm. crumbs. So logically, you know this, you have all this weight behind you, yet you still have pangs of, should I put myself mm-hmm. up for this? Uh, who am I to do this? You just described and coach yourself through that mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. yet you still have these feelings. So what is it like when you sort of go through through that and, and realize you have all the answers, but you're still trying to work your way through the conditions, the this part of your journey? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's <clears throat> you have the you know you have the right prestige and you have your story which doesn't change, but then you always wonder whether you have the right stage. And that's the hard part is reading the stage or the audience or the person on the other side, mm. you know, um, am I calling the right people? Am I emailing the right people? Do they, do they even need my services? Right. So it's not about just having something. It's like connecting with the people who need you, who are are, are the right fit for you. Um, and I think that's the anxiety part. Yeah. Yeah. This goes across all, all industries. Everyone mm-hmm. right now is screaming, we need more leads, we need more sales. If I get the right people on the phone, on a Zoom call in person, then mm-hmm. we click and it's absolute hell yes for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. However, getting those people, oh my gosh, there's the <laughs> challenge. So you're describing this in a slightly different way, but the underlying problem is, is still the same. How to get myself into the right place. So it mm-hmm. sounds like this is a, a problem, a challenge with business that there's no, oh, it's okay for you because everyone has this. It's how you manage yourself through this. So mm-hmm. someone like yourself, so much experience, so much mm-hmm. wisdom, doing so much good in the world, still having those pangs of, oh, should I do this? Am I right for this? Mm-hmm. I think that's inspirational as it is uh, mm-hmm. to hold space for that and realize that anyone, no matter what stage of your business you're at, whether you're the solopreneur or trying to get started, the CEO trying to move away and it's, maybe it's to sell, maybe it's to, you know, to really make an impact elsewhere. Mm-hmm. We all have this. Mm-hmm. We all have these, these things going on. So there's no, I'm wrong or I'm broken. I like to share these stories from everyone across the board. That, hey, we all have this. I have this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And we build a system to manage and eradicate this yet at different levels it keeps on showing up it always mm-hmm. will yeah. so this is the sneaky sneaky fun part of of this did, did you think you would be it would be kind of a one and done approach once you get some some momentum it'll be fine or we ready for the long game of ah oh, then there's the next challenge and then there's ah oh, there's a next level <laughs> i think there's always a next level um you know when i was in my medical training, I kept thinking, oh, if I finish medical school and then I do residency and then fellowship, and then I'm an attending. And then, you know, you always feel like at some point I'll have control of my, my career and my schedule. And, you know, then you have c- control of everything because you're done with your training, but then you don't have control of how people connect with you and respond. Yeah. With oh, you then and- there's the next level, the next thing. Yeah. Like, there's always something else to worry about. Oh, yeah. And that's All the done. Time. Cool. Next level, how would you worry about the next thing? So, oh, it's, this is, I'm glad we can laugh at it. 
<laughs> well, like for instance, uh, let me do a parallel, like me as a doctor meeting a new patient, just like a business owner meeting a new client. So even at the next interaction, right? You have no idea whether that interaction will be a positive interaction, whether you'll mm. get a sale or a connection or a good review or, you know. So I think every interaction, even when you're established and successful, can can change or make a break your your um, you know experience right as an entrepreneur uh, business owner so yeah it, it it can be can be tough so where you where you are right now with your business what what do you need what are you screaming for or whether it's out loud or internally that oh my gosh here's the next level of mats and how I move forward here's what I think I need what what is that for you right now I think my greatest passion um, right now is to inspire people towards a life of generosity because it brings joy. Mm. And what I'm doing uh, as of even last night is through um, telemedicine group that I'm a part of. My goal when I started medical school is to find a way that I can serve people regardless of their ability to pay. And last night I got approved to see patients for $10 or even for free if they needed me. So that's like a big breakthrough. Um, I think that if I can do that and I can be an example of service, regardless of the ability to pay as a doctor, that should be an inspirational story for people in other businesses and even in healthcare, which isn't something most people think about being able to give without, you know. So the other thing is connecting as a speaker and being on stages where people think about giving and it's not about money, right? So those are kind of two areas um, to share my journey as a, a doctor, where it's not all about the money and the prestige and the awards and the recognition. It's about, did I make a difference in someone's life today? Yeah. Um, so finding people that have that passion and making a difference in that way. Love that. And, yeah, we can all, you know, have these these moments of doubt. Well, it's it's easy for you to do this because you obviously have the revenue, you have the resources behind you to do this. Mm -hmm. Um again, going up the levels, it means that, yeah, but that's not the be all and end all. There is mm -hmm. a next level. So it's not the financial restrictions that's holding you back. You have obviously done what you've done so far to be able to put yourself in a position so that you can do this. That is mm -hmm. the inspirational story, mm -hmm. but it's how you then, so money isn't the challenge. What is the challenge for you? What is the, what is the barrier or the hurdle that you get to face past that one? Um, just reaching the, the right people that need me being in front of the right uh, stages, you know, reaching people through, you know, virtual networking mm. and lot, lots of people doubt like uh, when something is free or almost free, whether it's really a good service, right? Right, yeah. So uh, for instance, you know, last night when I put out a social media message saying that, you know, these are the places I'm licensed and this is how I can serve people. And, you know, it took a minute for people to say, wow, maybe I should share that message. Is it for real? And then they reached out to me and said, it's for real. It got approved. And it's been a lifelong goal. And it's like what brought me the most passion. And I think that if I can do it as a doctor and 140 something other people in my group can do it, you know, 
maybe not, maybe 90% of what we do, we're getting paid for, but can we give 10% to the people who can't pay us, right? And I think that's that should be a story of inspiration for people to step back and think about, can I give time as mm. a way to make a difference without worrying about whether that 10% I gave up is such a loss. Um, so, and that can apply to, to any industry, not just in healthcare. Well, this is fantastic. Dr. Katrina, thank you so much for sharing not only what you do and how you do it, but oh, behind the scenes of you as the <laughs> business owner and all the, the doubts and fears that still happen, even though you're so experienced. Yeah. That's inspirational. So thank you. Yeah. And I, you know, I wanted to also say when you mentioned, you know, being able to get to a point, I'm only 21 years out from graduating medical school and I'm turning 50 next uh, February. 2024. So I'm fairly young in the medical field, but um, I paid all my student loans in 2016, and I haven't had a credit card since 2012. And I haven't, I paid my car off in 2016. And my husband and I, we have three more years on our house. How did we get here? Because we didn't focus on owning more things and living a lavish life. We lived the very basics, you know, for the need and looking outside of ourselves, right? Mm. So people often say, if you give away, you might not be able to afford to live a life that is, you know, satisfying and being able to experience the goal. But if you think about other people, you probably won't be as in debt as you would be. So and that's, as you, you, yeah. you described, it's about the joy as well. So yeah. money goes so far. Mm -hmm. Yes, you need the security. You want the fun, the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. But that fulfillment is brought in so many different ways. So why can't you have it all? Yep. Have the financial, have the help, have the joy. That has to be the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An unlimited mindset. Absolutely. Because Love. some a lot of people at my my age and in this part of my career can be two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in debt. Mm -hmm. and may still need maybe 20 more years to pay off their student loans. But my husband and I, we set goals very early that we didn't want to work till 65, 70 as a doctor. And we had to find a way to make that happen. So we had to, you know, figure out ways to not be, it's not about owning more things. It's about experiencing life and finding joy in giving and making an impact on other people. And you'll find that when you focus on that, you'll be happier because you're not going to be financially burdened and you have more freedom to do things that you enjoy and do things that can make an impact in the world. So. Mm. And then you can <laughs> find those new challenges as you branch out as you are. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. Yep. That's an inspirational story for everyone involved. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah. well, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? So I have a website. Um, it's www.m, like Mary, D, Katrina. So mdkatrina.com. You'll learn about my work as a doctor, author, speaker, and nonprofit founder. And they can uh, send a message either through the website or that my email is mm -hmm. also on the website as well. So I'd love to connect and find ways that I can make an impact in any of those areas of work that I do. Because again, like I said, it's about make life is about making an impact, not an income. So. And holy cow, you are 
So everyone go check that out. And Dr. <laughs> Katrina, thank you so much for sharing and being with us today. It's been so much fun. Oh, it's been a joy. Thank you for having me on the show and being an inspiration to your guests. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.